0: Can Ohio turn Google into a public utility? And what happens if they can? Harold Feld from Public Knowledge joins us to talk about the lawsuit aimed to do exactly that. I'm Lawrence Coletti, and this is Legal Talk Today. Welcome back, listeners. It's a pleasure to be here with you. As you heard in the intro, we're going to be talking about this strange case filed by Ohio's Attorney General, Dave Yost, which ultimately seeks to turn Google into a public utility, effectively treating them as a common carrier. So what does all that mean? Will Google have different duties and responsibilities after that? Will Google still be Google? I don't know, but we're going to find out. But first, we need to thank our sponsor for the generous support, NOTA. Noda is powered by m Bank because you went to law school to be a lawyer, not an account accountant. How true? Take advantage of Nota, no-cost IOLTA management tool that helps solo and small law firms track client funds down to the penny. Visit trustnota.com forward slash legal to learn more. And that's Nota, spelled N-O-T-A. Terms and conditions may apply. Okay, we've got a wonderful guest to help us out with our topic today. Let's meet Harold Feld. He's the vice president at Public Knowledge. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much for having me. Yeah, thank you for coming on, you know. And before we dive into this case, you know, why don't you tell us about some of the work you all do at Public Knowledge? Well, thank you. Public
1: Knowledge is a uh, nonprofit advocacy organization that's uh, based in Washington, D.C. We're celebrating our 20th anniversary this month. Oh, congratulations. Thank you very much. Uh, we are dedicated to providing to everyone direct and useful and affordable access to the internet without corporate or government intermediaries. So our work includes net neutrality. We have been doing a lot of work on trying to close the digital divide. uh, And we also have a very active uh, competition component where, among other things, we have been talking about the enormous power that these digital platforms now have over our virtual lives.
0: Well, I'm looking forward to tapping into your expertise here. So let's get into this case. Now, this, of course, is the case that was filed by Ohio's attorney general, Dave Yost, and uh, he filed this case and I read the uh, complaint. And so basically, as I understand it, it pivots around two primary claims. So if you could just kind of map that out for us, I think that'll give us a nice place to start.
1: Sure. So important to keep in mind here that this is a case in Ohio under Ohio state law. Now, there is a common law concept of a common carrier. This goes back 500 years, and in the last 125 years, it's also had layered on top of it this idea of public utility. Uh, The traditional idea of a common carrier is you are a service to the public that is so important for some reason that you have special obligations. And generally what that obligation means is that you have to treat everybody the same. You're not allowed to unreasonably discriminate. So, you know, in the Middle Ages, this was about getting your uh, crops hauled off to the market in town. And, you know, the guy who owned the one cart in the area wasn't allowed to say, well, I don't like you because, you know, you insulted my father, so I'm not going to (laughs) carry your crops to market. I guess you're just not going to make any money this year. And over time, this has become critically important in communications law, transportation, electric power and From this has come this idea of public utility, which are services that are so important that they are not allowed to operate in an unsupervised way. Generally, they need a franchise from the state, uh, oftentimes from the federal government as well, uh, and are subject to jurisdiction by that state's public utility commission or public service commission, and states may layer on top of these Additional duties, price control limitations, other sorts of things. So, what the Ohio complaint contends is that Google fits the definition of a common carrier under Ohio common law and under the relevant uh, Ohio statutes. And since common carriage is defined by what you do. That is, say, if you act like a common carrier and you meet the definition of a common carrier, you become a common carrier, even if you say, but I don't want to be a common carrier. We say, well, okay, that's just too bad. Uh, So Ohio is saying, look, these guys fit the definition of a common carrier in Ohio. Therefore, they are a common carrier. And the relief they are asking for is they allege that Google preferences itself and its services in its search to the detriment of other small businesses uh, in Ohio and to the detriment of Ohio consumers. Uh, And therefore, they want first a declaratory ruling from the Ohio court that uh, they're right and Google is a common carrier and public utility uh, under their state law Uh, and an injunction for Google to stop favoring itself and its products or anybody else, uh, and instead to provide a neutral organic ranking, which is not very clearly defined, but, you know, would probably means you apply the same algorithm to everybody and it's not influenced by whether I use your advertising services or pay you a lot of money or whether you own
0: the product. Well, I want to jump in there at that point right there, these uh, these sort of, I call them like non-clicks. And basically the, the referral that you're talking about is when Google prioritizes some of the other services that it offers, like YouTube, Google Flights, which I've used. Google Flights is a great service. Google Maps, Google News, things like that. And so what it was doing was collecting a lot of this that was generated by organic search. They would sort of prioritize their products in front of that. But let's get back to that Ohio law that you were talking about, because I've never heard of this in a different state. So AG Dave Yost is referring to this Ohio law that allows them to take what is normally a business entity and convert it into a... A public utility. So tell us a little bit more about that law.
1: Well, as I say, this, this comes out of the common law. And you know, every state has this concept to some extent that if you behave in a particular way, you become a common carrier. Now, some states just have a list of the entities that are a common carrier. But uh, Ohio has a, a state law which defines public utility And they do this kind of more by exclusion where they say, okay, if you behave in a particular way, holding yourself out to the public and doing business uh, uh, with everybody in a non-discriminatory manner, and uh, you're not on this list of businesses that we've decided are not public utilities, then you are going to be classified as a common carrier in public utility under Ohio law.
0: Now, I can't imagine that Google will want to be considered a public utility, at least in all the states that I've lived in. Public utilities are not treated terribly well by the state. And so I guess here's our theoretical question. In theory, what type of defense is Google going to bring up? What arguments are they going to make? Hey, Ohio, we're not a public utility. Well,
1: Google has a number of defenses uh, that, Uh, they can raise. The first is a problem with Ohio law itself. You may, may remember I mentioned a minute ago that there was this list of things that are not allowed to be considered a public utility. Well, one of the things that is on the list is an information service as defined by the Telecommunications Act of 1996. So in the Telecommunications Act of 96, Congress came up with this definition of something that's an information service, which uses telecommunications to reach people, but is not itself a form of telecommunications. So Google is clearly an information service under the definition of the 96 Act, and therefore you know, it would seem just kind of right from the get-go, the Ohio Public Utility Statute says, hey, game over on that. You know, we've decided that anything that's an information service under the Telecom Act of 96 shouldn't be utility. So that includes Google. So if Ohio can get around that, then the next piece is that Google can say, well, look, we don't act like a common carrier. Yeah, it's true that we are... Dealing with the public. So we meet that criteria, but we are actually treating everybody who comes to us differently. You know, we're giving you the search results that are relevant to you based on all of the personal information about you that we've collected. So, you know, to take an example, it's not like walking into a department store and buying a manufactured shirt in a package where, you know, you may choose among different sizes, but you know, you're just buying the shirt and going into a tailor where the tailor will take your measurements and, you know, make any alterations and, you know, give you something that is uniquely fitted to you. So, Google will say, look, we're more like the tailor. We're doing individual type of service that is the opposite of being a common carrier rather than the just kind of indifferent plug in something and here's your search result and it's going to be the same for everybody. Now, you know, assuming you get by that, you then get to the question of federal preemption where there is a law, Section 230, which folks will probably have heard of in the context of content moderation. But one of the big elements of Section 230 is it says you can't have a law that treats an interactive computer service, which Google obviously is, as a publisher. And courts have broadly interpreted that to mean you can't tell a service that falls under 230 what they have to say or what they can't say. So in this case, by Ohio saying, well, we are going to tell you that you're not allowed to preference yourself and you have to treat everybody the same way. Google responds, well, yeah, but federal law says you can't tell me to do that because now you're telling me what I'm allowed to publish and what I'm not allowed to publish and how I'm allowed to do it. And uh, that's preempted by Section 230. So, Ohio, you're out of luck.
0: Well, we've just got a couple of minutes left, and I want to get through these remaining three questions I have pretty quickly. But you know, just in terms of, in theory, in theory, if Ohio uh, prevails here in their lawsuit, you know what additional duties will Google have? Now, you mentioned that they won't be able to prioritize their particular offerings over another company doing a similar service, but what are some of the other heightened duties that they'll have if they're considered a public utility?
1: Keeping in mind, these would only apply in Ohio. They generally would have duties to not charge unreasonable rates or discriminatory rates, which means that if you look at their advertising side and how that works in, that could impose uh, serious restrictions on the way they do their advertising business. It gives the state a lot more power over the operation of the company. So even if They wouldn't suffer any other consequences immediately. It would mean that the state of Ohio, potentially through its public service corporation, could say, Well, okay, we're going to tell you how to run and manage your business in the public interest because that's the big thing about public utilities. They're required to operate in the public interest. And it's the franchising authority, whether that's the state or the federal government, that defines what that means to operate in the public interest.
0: Ohio's AG went out of his way to uh, show why this particular case does not belong in federal court. And the, the one thought I had was he protests too much, you know, provide a variety of factors. But I can't imagine with the size of Google Herald, you know, it's a, uh, it's a worldwide company. It's the largest search engine in the world. It operates in all 50 of the United States. The product, the service exists on infrastructure that belongs both to private and public, you know, in terms of, getting data from point to point. So I think at some point, at least when I look at that, there's got to be some type of entanglement with federal law. And I just want to kick that question back to you. Although this was billed as the AG from Ohio is not being a federal case, do you think the federal law is eventually going to creep into this one?
1: Well, as I said, I think there's a, a preemption issue from uh, an existing federal law. Uh, in fairness to the Ohio attorney general, just because something is from a big multinational corporation, and just because it provides a service across all of the United States and around the world, doesn't mean you can't regulate the conduct in the state of Ohio or whatever other local jurisdiction is exercising authority. You can, you know, you're preempted by the U.S. Constitution if it imposes an undue burden on interstate commerce, So certainly Google will argue like this is a commerce clause case or a dormant commerce clause, meaning that even though there isn't a necessarily a conflict, just the presence of the commerce clause means that states shouldn't be doing this. Uh, But. Ohio has a reasonable argument here to say, look, we're just talking about the impact on Ohio, and Google is quite capable of geo-fencing their operations so that they operate differently in Ohio than they do anywhere else. In fact, you know, arguably, it's because Google is so accurate and precise in geolocation that it may be Uniquely suited among internet services to be regulated at a state level.
0: All right, last question for you. This is based on a remark you made on Twitter. It was featured in this ARS Technica article, and I'll put this in the show notes if any listeners want to follow up. So I'm going to quote you here. So Ohio's lawsuit in Ohio state court alleging Google is a common carrier under Ohio law is novel. That does not make it obviously right or wrong. Deciding that requires Ohio-specific research, but it is not obviously stupid, end quote. And so I guess my question to you, Harold, is what did you mean by that and how ultimately do you think this case is going to turn out?
1: Well, what I meant by that is we've seen a lot of showboating by state politicians and state legislators, you know, against big tech, because it's popular, particularly with the Republican base. So there are a lot of things that are out there, like when Devin Nunes sues a parody account called Devin's Cow on Twitter, you just look and you say, that's obviously stupid. There's no rational way you can expect that to win federal law and state law are all against you the only reason you're filing that suit is for headline grabbing but uh you have a question where we're saying well we're taking something that on the surface looks like it shouldn't apply to us this you know you're thinking like well this was a thing you know that you usually think about with physical networks like taxis and trucks and telephone service you don't think about it for these digital services like Google. So it's novel in the sense that nobody's tried it before, but it's not something where you can just sort of brush it off and say, well, that's just silly. Of course, they're going to lose. Now, I do think they're probably going to lose. I think that there are enough laws that cut against this, you know, both in Ohio and the federal law that I think that this will ultimately lose. But you know this is how law advances you take you know kind of traditional common law ideas and you uh you bring lawsuits to these new uh, situations that arise with the changes of technology i mean it's no more silly than back you know 40 years ago when people were trying to go after computer hackers using traditional trespass law because they didn't have any other tool and it was like well okay we'll say that virtually trespassing into somebody's old mainframe is the same as physically walking onto their property. And, you know, some courts believe that ultimately we got a federal law to address it, but you know, this is how law, you know, evolves over time.
0: Well, Harold, thank you so much for joining us. Today. I really enjoyed our conversation. Thank you. And if our listeners, they want to follow up, learn more about what you do at Public Knowledge, where can they find you? They can find us at publicknowledge.org. And thank you, listeners, for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. We really appreciate the time you invest with us. And also, one more thank you to our sponsor, Nota. You can find them at trustnoda.com forward slash legal. That's Noda spelled N-O-T-A. Thank you so much, Nota. And last but never, ever least, thank you to our team, producer Molly McDonough and our LTN audio crew for always knocking it out of the park. This has been Legal Talk today. I'm Lawrence Coletti. Have a great day, everybody.